saddle them bird bats, wrangle those invaders, and lasso your terrapins. It's the Gamera Heisei era. Hoedown, y'all. I didn't expect that. Uh, I I almost told you to mute your mic because I knew you'd start laughing. (laughs) Uh, I've I've probably offended everybody from the South and Texas. Well, you're... My own people, you know? (laughs) I was going to say, you're from from the South, so that's okay. Uh, I I can butcher a Southern accent because I'm from the South. That's That's okay, right? right? That's right. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh man well, welcome back to the monsters versus men podcast we are trying our best to stay alive here at the bargain basement of the kaiju podcast southern accent or not alex i'm still trying to stay alive <laughs> i'm glad it just caught this really has caught me off guard um <laughs> yeah we have to mix it up man we have to mix it up from time to time and i knew i knew i'd catch you off guard a little bit yeah that was good um yeah and i'm uh, i'm alex i'm eric and uh typically that's not how i start a show but today we have a special show for us and it is the Heisei Hoedown of the mm. Gamera series. I'm excited. We had our roundtable a couple of weeks ago before our Gamera of the Brave episode uh, where we had just amazing guests kind of tell us their awards. But now we're going to go back in. We're including Gamera of the Brave. And we're going to discuss the Heisei films as a whole uh, and, and kind of talk about what stood out to us. So I, I'm excited about this episode. I don't think it's going to be super long. We only have four f- films to talk about, but I'm excited to jump in. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it, man. All right. Why don't you start us off? You know, there, there's so much. <coughs> All right, there we go. <coughs> Sorry. There's such a sharp distinction between, like, the Heisei films and the Showa films. Like, they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so different. But yeah. and, and so much so that some people won't even talk about the Showa films. They'll only talk about the Heisei films. But <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what do you think specifically is that distinction that makes them feel like c- completely different franchises. Uh, you know, many people write off the show of films, as we've mentioned plenty before here on the show. And I think it's because many enjoy the more serious tone of both Kaneko's trilogy and even Gamera the Brave to an extent. Other other people will, will point to the fact that uh, there's just this huge difference in quality between the eras. And I don't necessarily buy that argument because really there's just a complete difference in audience and intention between the Showa era Gamera films and the Showa or the Heisei era Gamera films. You know, the Showa era films don't have any high cinematic ambitions, but I think the Heisei era films definitely do. And if you have those high cinematic ambitions and intentions, then you need to make sure that you're going to deliver. Unfortunately, I think the Heisei films do deliver on those intentions, which is they provide a serious contemplative look at giant monsters as a whole. And that makes me a huge fan of the Heisei films. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. 
pretty lockstep. It, it, it really does just kind of come down to tone, really. And you don't, I don't really perceive any, but the maybe the first Gamera film, uh, ignoring the Heisei era, really mm-hmm. striving to be like the cinematic masterpiece. Uh, yeah. It feels like a movie that's made to be really fun. Uh, but the Heisei era, they all feel like they were really trying. Kaneko seemed like he was really trying. And then Gamera the Brave, this is, it was clearly a director who knew what he wanted to do. And mm-hmm. the, I, I really appreciate that. But again, you know, I feel like we have to reiterate this all the time. I think the Showa era gets a bad rap because of what it does compared mm-hmm. to the Heisei trilogy. Because I think the Heisei, trilo- or the Heisei era is so stellar that people kind of forget about these really charming, I would say kid-friendly movies in quotes, but Uh uh, (laughs) sometimes I think that might be a little questionable. Yeah, Uh, But yeah, I think it all comes down to tone on these and kind of the mission statement of the film's creators. Yeah, it's it's it all comes down to that, right? Tone and intention and audience. But last... In our show era showdown, uh, I asked you which of Gamera's villains did you think was the mm. biggest threat and which was your favorite design. Here, I'm asking you about these Heisei villains in particular. Which is Gamera's biggest threat and which was your favorite design? Mm. I I think his biggest threat and his biggest uh, and my favorite design are the same. And I think that's Legion. Uh and I think I like his design even more than Iris. Like uh, his crab-like similarities uh, are like they feel so foreign yet yet familiar, which is what I really like about it. And his movement is very unique. It, everything about that monster, it almost feels like we've seen it before, but I can't pinpoint any place I've seen it. And mm-hmm. I just really like that. And all the uses of the fight are. Or any all the uses of that suit are really cool, especially when it's revealed how big the suit is, and no, yes. and that also kind of shows why he's the biggest threat because we see what it takes to defeat this uh, legion compared to Iris and even Gauss. Like Gauss got a giant fireball, and mm-hmm. Legion just got Falcon punched in the stomach. But Gamera <laughs> had to channel the energy of the world to to blow apart Legion. Mm. So I think that makes him the biggest threat. And then honestly, Zetas, he doesn't even, he's not even on the radar really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, true, but he, he does get close to killing Gamera as you. So, uh, aptly put it last week, (laughs) but I will, I will agree with you. I'll agree with you with the design. I'll disagree with the threat. All right, so I agree. My favorite design is Legion, no doubt. Legion is just ridiculous. And it seems like this was a popular choice uh, on Twitter as well. Multiple people mentioned Legion's suit, and I just have to agree with them. The first, Professor Kaiju, um, and also our guest on the uh, Roundup episode, uh, really appreciated Legion's suit. But Professor Kaiju says all of her right that suit is amazing yes. a marvel of practical effects i adore crazy big suits like her Biolante, and the alien queen yeah. they make themselves feel like a legit living creature 
And I absolutely agree. Yeah, I was going to say, th- this suit is the Biollante of Gamera. It is, it is. <laughs> Except for then, uh, used better. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's more dynamic in a sense, you know? Um, I So I agree. And then G-Force, uh, a kaiju podcast, one of the friends of a podcast, says, my standout effect is a tie between the Legion suit and the Gamera suit from the same film. Legion is obviously a marvel of practical effects, and because of the way the head moves on the Gamera suit, there are certain points in the film where Gamera looks real to me. I agree. Like Both of them are great. Like The suits in Gamera 2 are awesome. But I did say I disagreed with you, Alex, about the threat. Yes. So for me, the biggest threat is Gauss, Ooh. specifically the Gauss herd at the end of Gamera 3. No, and you picked this- more than one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I can count it. I, I, I'm going to count it for myself. That's what I'll say, Alex. But mm. that leads me into my next question. Uh, and I'll answer my question and asking you my question. My favorite scene <laughs> of the entire trilogy, Kaneko's trilogy and Gamera the Brave included, my favorite scene is the very final scene in Gamera 3, mm. where Gamera's walking through the flames and you're not sure what's about to happen, but you also know what's about to happen if you have faith in Gamera. Um, mm. And it's just, it's just this epic and awesome moment that really can't be matched by any trilogy. What trilogy leaves us with a cliffhanger, right? <laughs> this trilogy does. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't need an answer. That's the thing. It doesn't need an answer. But what was your favorite scene from the Heisei trilogy or the Heisei era as a whole? Well, I, I actually picked the exact same thing, the end of Gamera nice. 3. I, I think it's mm-hmm. a really awesome moment. But just to be different, uh, just to give a little variety for our listeners, uh, I'll just say uh, the slide scene from Gamera 2. <laughs> That's a great scene. <laughs> the power slide. Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't expect it. <laughs> caught, me off, caught me off guard. And now whenever I have dreams, it's the scene that's uh, happening in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you dream about is the power slide scene in Gamera 2. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, All right. What else you got for me, Alex? Yeah. So, you know, we kind of ask this question each recap, but what film has the potential to change you in some way? Or, you know, to put it another way, did you learn anything personally by watching any of the movie? Mm. So for me, I was thinking about this one and this, this is the one where I'm going to go with Gamera the Brave, actually. Um, I think it has the potential to enter my psyche as a person and specifically as a parent. So with the exception of him slapping his son, and that is a big exception, I think uh, Kasuki, Toru's father, is a person who really cares about his son and ultimately empowers him um, and walks alongside him in his grief. You know, at the beginning of that film there's that tension between him and Toru where he wants Toru to pay his respects, but Toru doesn't really reciprocate those feelings. There's, there's a distance between them Mm. and the father's kind of forcing matters where he probably shouldn't. But then as the story progresses and, and towards the end, he embraces his son's journey and where his son is currently at. And then ultimately he's the one that pushes him forward, uh, for Toru to make his final push to give Gamera uh, the stone and and empower Gamera mm. to defeat his enemy. 
So yeah. I, I've got to go with Gamer the Brave. Uh, I, I just like the way that the father empowers the son through grief in that film. Mm, yeah, I, I like that. And then my, my pick is actually from the same movie. I picked Gamera the Brave. Uh, a, because it was a bit of a, surpri- a nice surprise. But really, it's that moment where Toru shows his vulnerability for a brief moment and then quickly tucks it away. Oh, yeah. In front of people. And I feel like that's something that's just very relatable. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of us do that around friends and family. Don't want to show them, you know, reveal ourselves to them, even though, even if we are close to them. And so I just really like that moment that I don't feel like we see a lot in these movies. It's just this really honest moment that I really enjoyed and I would like to see more of. You know, speaking of vulnerable moments, Alex, um, I would have liked to have seen those tears trickle down your face uh, mm. as Toru tells Gamera how much he likes him and Gamera the Brave. I know you love oh, that scene. Oh, that's it. That's it. I was overcompensating <laughs> for my disdain for that scene. <laughs> uh, hey, if you, if you like what you're hearing uh, and you want to support the podcast, you want a little bit extra content, uh, we do a thing called MVM Plus for our Bargain Basement Club over at patreon.com slash MVMPod. Um, and MVM Plus, we really just kind of nerd out and we talk about anything nerd culture, anything toku related, anything that's on our minds that we just want to talk about as friends. That's what we talk about on MVM Plus and record yeah. it. <laughs> so if you're interested in uh, listening to MVM Plus, join us at patreon.com slash mvmpod i think today we're going to talk a little anime because i've been getting into it it's been i've been out of it for a while but now i'm kind of getting back into anime we're going to talk some venture brothers because alex is getting me into venture brothers and then i also want to uh debate Zack snyder's the watchman a little bit with you alex uh because we had that discussion over text message earlier this week but i kind of want to talk about it in person talk it out a little bit okay sure sound good yeah. Well, without further ado, you know what time it is, Alex? Uh, yeah, it's time to get culture <laughs> with Joey. Get. Minasan, konnichiwa. Joey to issho ni manabo ni yokozo. Minna no daisuki na kaiju eiga no naka de ima made kigatsuka no katta nihon no bunko ya rekishi nitsuite ma nanjai mashou. So, uh, I've got got the first one on on the uh, docket here, Eric. And this is a gripe that you and me, or maybe a... Yeah, it's it's probably a gripe that you and me may have had. It's it's about Shinya and Mito from Gamera 3. That these are the two, as uh, Lisa Nafziger called them, uh, Team Rocket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are the two characters that we really didn't care for. So Mito's mm-hmm. a government. Mito was a government minister and had like the paperwork that she used to acquire Ayana. And we said that she was kidnapped, and mm-hmm. that's not the case. She, this lady used actually she acquired her legally. Now, I don't know if putting her in that room was legal, like (laughs) keep her by herself in that room that was definitely not a hospital. Um, So I'm not sure about that, but she did use those papers legally to get her after she was killed. And that's why 
Mayumi is just like she, there's nothing she can do about it after after she's quote unquote kidnapped or quote unquote legally taken. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, one other thing that Kyoi taught us, and I thought this was really interesting, was you know where Iris lands. It's actually the UNESCO World Heritage Site Toji Temple south of Kyoto Station. You know, Kyoto Station's where all that action takes place. Um, you can see the five-story pagoda, the tallest in Japan, in that shot. Um, but Toji is the oldest temple in Kyoto and is the traditional entrance to Kyoto from the south. So if you remember, Alex, Iris is the guardian of the south. So it makes sense completely for him to land there as oh. such a sacred space. And, you know, Gamera, the guardian of the north, of course, approaches from the north. So that makes yeah. complete sense. <laughs> that's that's really uh that's a really cool detail <laughs> yeah it is um, a great insight my other factoid involved team rocket um <laughs> so <laughs> and again that i mentioned this our one of our biggest complaints is the maybe maybe a strong word but almost the uselessness of these characters they don't feel mm-hmm. fleshed out we don't really know where they're going but apparently it's because they were uh misportrayed and misinterpreted in the final film. Essentially like there was deleted scenes that were cut just to make the movie a little more lean. Mm-hmm. And those scenes that were cut really fleshed out these characters. And apparently a lot of the info about these two <clears throat> is in the supplementary materials. Hmm. Like uh, apparently there was a DVD released a couple months before the movie hit theaters and this is Gamera 3, just to clarify. And it was called Gamera Gigantic Creature Council, which most fans call Gamera 2.5. And it's like this hour-long docudrama that fills in the background of what's going on in between 2 and 3, hence the name 2.5. So <clears throat> specifically the Giant Creature Council, and uh, which is this agency helmed by Mito and Mayuma mm. and Sato, they're all part of it. And unfortunately, it just never made it over here, and which is a shame because that would maybe have clarified one of our biggest complaints of Camera Three. Now, yeah. apparently, the Arrow couldn't even get the rights to it uh, for the big box set, so it's a huge letdown because yeah. that would be awesome. It sounds like a really important thing for us to have seen. It really does. A Camera Two Point Five is is pretty important, right? If there is such a thing, and we needed right? that. Because I do think that is still a flaw in the film. Like, if, if, if we don't have that and it's not fleshed out, it, it makes it a little bit difficult. We need those clues in order to pick that up. Yeah, well, um, it's, almost like, uh, it's almost like not having the first movie of this series to, like, develop Asagi's character. And right. then she just kind of shows up in the second one, and she just kind of shows up in this one. And you're like, oh, I'm not really having an attachment to yes, this. Yes, yes. So it's almost that equivalent. Yeah, but but to fill in the gaps, as Kyoya was kind of teaching us, so Mito is basically a Shinto priestess from this long line of Shinto priestesses. Um, and that is alluded to in the final battle, but it wasn't really yes. fleshed out, you know. And that, that, that priestess line probably dated all the way back to Atlantis, which is why she can use Ayana's jewel, right? Um, but through the reading... Uh, of I Ching and other ancient texts, she's come to that same conclusion that eliminating Gamera will also cause the Gauss infest- infestation to disappear. Um, and 
that is why you know Naobi Nokami, who she interprets as Iris, you know, uh, is the key to destroying Gamera. So that's why she's so interested in Ayana, um, Iris's priestess, which is something we were like, what? What's even the interest here? <laughs> In Ayana, you know, it's yeah. because of her finding in Gamera's increasingly violent nature, which makes complete sense. She's a Shinto priestess trying to save the world from destruction at the hands of a giant monster. Um, now, Shinya, on the other hand, is a crazy guy. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. she needs him to run those simulations, which is touched upon. Like he's a game simulator type of guy, you know, game theory. And she needs him to run simulations and other fact-based science interpretations for her to plan the best course of action. Um, hmm. So her and Karada represent mysticism and science working together in tandem, kind of like Asagi and Mayumi, just the different yeah. end of the totem pole, right? Which I thought, right. I think that's interesting comparison, the inter- interesting juxtaposition between those two quote-unquote teams. It's just a shame that such a great movie like Gamera 3 is hurt by something that was left on the cutting room floor and then just kind of wasn't fixed. Yeah. You know, Kaneko was probably not happy with that aspect of that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's only uh, to be expected for sure. But we're not complaining too much, Alex. (laughs) No, no, we're not. We still thoroughly enjoyed that film. And we'll get to that ranking of that film in the Heisei era here in a second. But before that, Let's jump into our awards and our awards for our recap episodes. We try to spread out our awards to get awards from all different films here. We have five different awards that we usually give. So one film is going to get at least two awards, but let's jump in. Coolest character award. Who'd you have Alex? Uh, you know, it's almost cheating, but in, well, I guess not really. Cause there's a trilogy <laughs> of movies, but inspector Osako, uh-huh. Uh, I really like his portrayal in Gamera 3 because I really feel like it actually fleshes out his character a lot. And it really completes an arc for him in yeah. in that film. But I just like that he has that redemption. And he really is beaten down quite a bit. He's quite the coward. And to mm-hmm. see him rise to the occasion throughout that movie and he get consistently propped up by, oh, what's her name, Yamaniko? Nagamine? Yagamine. Yeah. Ooh, that was Nagamine. Yeah. That was even close. Um, so yeah, but Same number see, of syllables. See him get... <laughs> and it started with Y-A. Uh... No. Nagamine starts with the N-A, Alex. <laughs> I thought you said Yagamine. Oh, Nagamine. my goodness. It's all right, man. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Um, but to see him get propped, up, propped back up by Nagamine really just... I just really like where we saw that character go and where he ended up. He's human. Absolutely. I'm surprised, Alex, though, that you didn't choose uh, Hanami's mom from Gamera 2 (laughs) and and her eavesdropping skills. I thought that was your coolest character for sure. Oh, I thought about it, Eric. I thought about it. Uh, (laughs) I would be lying if I had said that that was not in here at some point. Well, to be honest, Alex, there's so many great cheer- characters to choose from. Nagamine was m- close to my choice, and it is Henry the Host's favorite, as I asked him. But I'm actually going to go with Ayana from Gamera 3. It's just such oh. a contained story. And when we're talking about coolest character. I mean, here with Ayana, you literally get to see 
<laughs> you literally get to see with Iana what happens when someone has kind of control of a giant monster to enact their revenge, right? Mm. Uh, and yeah. she's a really complex um, character that you can't really classify as good or evil. Once again, she's a human character and portrayed really well in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. She was. Uh, what about your most memorable line award? So I wanted to go with yeah, Nagame, or not Nagame's line, uh, Hanami's line, 10,000 cases, what a good, what a waste of good beer <laughs> uh, from Gamera <laughs> 2. Or uh, Dane Pavitt's favorite line on Twitter, he posted, birds don't eat people. <laughs> uh, I thought about both of those, but I'm actually going to go with another Twitter recommendation. And this is from Constantine Furman, who says, Gamera will continue to fight until the end, even alone from Gamera 3. Mm. That that just channels my inner Rocky, you know, like uh, <laughs> my inner American individualism Rocky spirit, you know, and yes. and I, there's something about that that is inspirational to me. So I, I like that one. What'd you have, Alex? <laughs> I had, um, <laughs> I've always wanted to do that from the taxi man from Gamera 1. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I forgot about that moment. That that guy's crazy. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, ta- uh, Taxi Man needed some love. Uh, so this is this is it. This is his time. Not the coolest <laughs> character, but the most memorable line of the entire Heisei era. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think too many people would dispute with me. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> What about you can't believe the acting award, Alex? Uh, yeah, so this goes to Nagamane's mom. Or no, sorry, not Nagamane's mom. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. This goes to pharmacist's wife. Yeah, Hanami's mom. mom. Pharmacist's yes. wife. Pharmacist's wife from Gamera So this is why you didn't choose her for the coolest character. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, she just brings this electric... Uh, energy to the movie that I feel like it really needs. Like she is a a store owner and a mother with restraint, and she has to pull back a, need, a needy father who's overbearing. <laughs> and she's also having to work with all these customers, and really just ha- she has to hide her emotions while she's dealing with all these people. Oh, and I just think gosh. it's really impressive the way she brings this film together. <laughs> she brings the film together, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alex. Yeah. So me, uh, I'm going to go with Toru from Gamera the Brave. Um, this is Ryo Tomioka as Toru, um, who as a child actor makes even the quiet moments work. And David Kaiju Apostle himself even agrees with me. And if an apostle agrees, it has to be true. <laughs> and David said, Getting performances like that out of child actors, I can't imagine. But it's well done, and I feel his pain and joy in nearly every scene. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good pick. Good pick. What about your uh, standout effect? Well, uh, several people mentioned, uh, including Eric Schuster, that their favorite effect was uh, Gamera blowing off his own hand or... Mm. The Falcon Punch from Gamera <laughs> 3, which to me, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, yes. Oh, well, I, I love pardon the moment. pun. Hand uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh boy. Uh, my standout effect though uh, has to go to a different movie. Kaiju Corner on Twitter says the whole Legion Two suit is their standout mm. effect. But can I say the entire Gamera Two movie is my standout effect? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> though, like honestly, yeah. Gamera Two, in my opinion, has the best effects of all of the, the Gamera Gamera movies. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, but yeah. if I have to kind of be a little bit more specific, I'll go with the helicopter scene in Gamera Two. Um, yes. The takeoff scene is just such a marvel in so many aspects. I don't know if we've seen anything like that. I love how Gamera's suit looks in Gamera 2 and how it's not quite as jagged as the one or mean looking as the one in Gamera 3. So it mm-hmm. makes it contrast with Legion, who's so sharp and pointy. Um, and I like that juxtaposition. I love that helicopter scene in particular. I don't know how they pulled off some of those shots. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah. You, you and me actually agree on this award. I actually had both Legion suit and the helicopter takeoff scene. Really? Like my, my award. It's so memorable. Like I just, Mm -hmm. whenever I think about that movie, I think about that scene. I'm like, it looks so great. So good. It really does. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, what about your, Oh, that's a good shot award then. Uh, well, I had to pick something from Gamera the Brave for this one. And so uh, I put my good shot from, I guess it was, yeah, it was last week. It's Toto and Toto sitting on the rocks watching the horizon together. Uh, It's actually a nice shot. (laughs) That's beautiful, Alex. I I know you were well enough at that scene. Well, oh yeah, I'm very sensitive. What about you, Eric? (laughs) You know, there's only one shot I can go with here, Alex. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the shot that Tokyo Lives stole from me in our mm. Gamera One episode. Oh, you, oh, oh, you mean oh, you mean uh, Gauss on Tokyo Tower? Yeah, I stole it from you too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you okay? <sighs> all right. Well, now that you've stolen all my thunder. I will just say, what was your shot? It was cows on Tokyo Tower. Oh, oh, that's a surprise. Dang, dude, that was just mean. That was just cruel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go with my runner-up then, uh, which actually comes. (laughs) It actually comes from uh, Pizza Kaiju uh, at Alex Sperling on Twitter, uh, who says. Alex Sperling 77 on Twitter, who says Zetus is whenever Zetus is face deep and eating people. <laughs> uh, yes. Gauss are horrible. And normally we don't get to see their vines directly. Zetus is like another animal completely. Or do we mean Kaiju? <laughs> and mm. yeah, that is quite a kind of a scary scene, uh, yeah. which is a throwback to some of the violence of the uh, Showa era kid friendly films, you know, which were yeah. kind of violent at times. Yeah, it was. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry for stealing your shot. I just It's all right. You also um, stole, you know, James Davies' shot, and you also stole uh, Monster Island Film Vault's they shot. Are. No, so, uh, mine was so Toto and Toto. So people are agreeing with me, and I, I have the best shot here. You can go with Toto and Toto all you want, uh, but we all know Tokyo Tower Gauss is quite cinematic. 
It, it is. It's a very memorable <laughs> shot, Eric. And, and you did great choosing it. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> well, let's move on, on to our rankings battle. And I didn't think there was going to be much of a battle here, and there still might not be. But after Alex stole my, my thunder here, maybe we'll have to battle it out in our <laughs> rankings battle. And as always, there is no holds bar in yeah. Moscow. Alex, start with your ding, last ding. film. <laughs> start with your last film, and we'll work our way to our number one film. There's only four films to choose from, so what was your number four film? Uh, Guardian of the Universe, number four for me. Uh, it's it's a great movie, but it didn't beat out my favorite of the show era, Gamer mm-hmm. vs. Gauss. Uh, so it's just it's just at the bottom. I, I think the finale was a little lacking, but really, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about the movie. <laughs> it's still pretty great. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, that's my number four as well. As I said, I don't know how much we're going to be battling here, Alex, because Gamera Guardian of the Universe is my number four film. Looking back on it um, and looking at the trilogy as a whole, I have more appreciation for it than I did at the start, 100%. Mm. And I think there's a part of me, a part of me that generally likes the beginning of series, you know, that if I had watched, you know, this film and had taken some time off to watch the second and third film, I think nostalgia would push this film up for me and probably push it higher on my list. But because I watched the other two films, you know, the week and two after, it's hard (laughs) for me to not rank those films just a little bit higher than this one. So I'm going guardian of the universe for number four as well. What'd you have for number three? Gamera the brave. Uh, mm. I, I think it's a pretty great movie. I, I really don't have any complaints about it. I mean, people have heard my complaints now about the, yeah. the, the monologue, but that, that's, that's, a, it's a minority. It's, it's a very small proportion of the film. And yeah. It's almost inconsequential compared to the rest of it. And it's it's a really great, not just Gamera movie, but just monster movie that's got a little different spin on it that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. What was and your number three? It's that spin, Alex, that makes us differentiate just a little bit here. Um, I put Gamera the Brave up one spot ahead of you, and my number mm. three film is Gamera 2, Attack slash Advent of Legion. Um, which, as I said before, is the best, like the, the movie with the best technical effects of any of the Gamera films. Um, it, the story, it doesn't capture my imagination, maybe as much as even Guardian of the Universe does. Uh, but the effects alone take it above Guardian of the Universe. Uh, and the story's good. It's, it's, it's fine. I actually really like it. Um, but there are, were a couple flaws, I think, with, with the pacing and the characters um, in Gamera 2 but the effects are outstanding and it it comes in at my number 3 hmm. okay okay uh, so uh, my number 2 because <clears throat> we're going to have to figure these out now uh, my number 2 is Gamera Revenge of Iris Ooh, okay <laughs> alright <laughs> a little bit of a shocker I'm sure what about you Eric well Mine was Gamera the Brave, uh, as I said. And oh, yeah. I put Gamera the Brave just ahead of, of Gamera 2 just because of how unique it is for giant monster movies. Um, and I think giant monster movies have this potential to tap into what Gamera the Brave taps into, uh, which is like kind of this coming-of-age, sort of family-friendly 
film that is aimed towards, you know, I would say maybe a preteen uh, viewer, but with a lot of heart. I think there's, I think there's some potential there um, for the giant monster films as a whole. So I, yeah. I, I think Gamera the Brave for me that pushes it up a little bit. I love the setting. I love the slice of life uh, nature of that movie. It's it's great. So that that's my number two. And then for me, my number one is Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris, because that's where it just all comes together. We mm. do have our complaints about a couple of the characters, um, which it seems like if we had some supplemental information, our complaints might be lessened a little bit. And that yeah. does give me appreciation for those characters a little bit more. But I still think those complaints are valid within the film as a standalone film. And so that doesn't detract me, though, from still making it my number one uh, Gamera film. Because it's just, it just sets the bar for not just uh, effects, not just story, not just characters, but also just the emotional tug of the ending of that film and the cliffhanger ending. It all comes together uh, to create something completely memorable uh, for kaiju films ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Gamera yeah. 3 is my number one. Iris is a great film. Uh, I really like it. And the only reason I put Advent of Legion at my number one is because when I think back on the Heisei era, the only moments that I really think about are from Gamera 2 hmm. and how much I like the horror elements for the first 30 minutes and so cool. the helicopter takeoff and then the final battle. I, I really like, again, not my only complaint is the final three minutes of that film. Other than mm-hmm. that, like I absolutely love uh, Advent of Legion, and like I got, I think Revenge of Iris is probably a better movie. Uh, it's got a lot more meat to chew on. I definitely, if like my letterbox for it is a nine, and my Advent of Legion is probably is an eight, I believe, or sorry, a four point five. And a <laughs> this four. shows how much you use letterbox, Alex. <laughs> yeah, because- <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I think my ranking this time around is for which one's my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. which one did I enjoy the most? And Gamera, Gamera Two, I really enjoyed. And again, it's these—it's all these moments I think about. And I just think that Gamera Three. One of the things that really is a sticks out like a sore thumb for Gamera Three is the Team Rocket characters, and I mm-hmm. know that that's remedied in a two point five which would actually be okay if I had maybe any access to it. I could probably forgive it and it would probably be, it'd probably still be be my number two because my number one is all about the fun for me on this one. And it's just so fun. And the effects, man, the effects are just so good. So let's, let's have a compromise here for our joint rankings then, because we, we have to come to some sort of consensus here. I've already got a, a possible compromise, Eric, and I think you'll probably agree with me because I'm, I'm willing to bend on too. it. I'm, I'm wondering oh. if your compromise is my compromise. So tell me your is. compromise. Go ahead. My compromise is uh, Gamera, or obviously Guardian of the Universe is four. Uh-huh. Gamera the Brave is number three. Uh-huh. Revenge, or sorry, Advent of Legion is number two, and Revenge of Virus is number one. That was my compromise, too. Look at that, Oh, my gosh. Look at us. We're twinsies. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. That just just harkened back to our MVM Plus um, uh, trivia 
Oh, trivia. You mean uh, where we killed it? Victory, and no where one... we killed it. <laughs> <laughs> we did such a good job, Eric, that mm-hmm. people texted me afterwards to ask me how, how we did. And when I told them how well we did, no one mm-hmm. believed us. No one believed me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I know. You got it. Seriously, that episode is fun of MVM Plus where we get to uh, kind of team up together to answer some of your hardest trivia questions. I didn't think your questions were that hard, guys. Come on, you got to step up. Oh, Eric. (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm kidding. But I think that's a good compromise, Alex. Yeah, Uh, I do too. And I think we can can stick with that. Gamera Guardian of the Universe 4, Gamera the Brave 3, Gamera 2, 2, and Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris 1. I think that's, that's solid. I think we can go with that. Yeah, we do. Well, Alex, next week... We wrap it all up. We say goodbye to Gamera. Um, Alex, do you did you prepare a rhyme uh, for next week? Uh, yeah. So, w- w- what's the what's the name of it? What are we calling it? And then I'll I'll give you a rhyme, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I did not with... prepare, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have not come up with a name yet, Alex. So, uh, what did we call? What did we call the Godzilla one? Our I final Godzilla series, episode. I think we'll call it the series wrap up. Oh, oh, okay. I think I think that's what we probably did actually. Because mm-hmm. I remember I remember I felt the same way when we ended that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, series finale blowout is what we called it. Okay, we'll call remember because we, we, yeah, we had, we had lots of we took a lot of blowout talk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we can call this we can call this the blowout as well, yeah. or the wrap. But what one of the two? The, the, Either one. The Gamera you, you series, me. Gamera series finale <laughs> blowout. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for it, Alex. All right, all right. So, oh, hang on. I'm trying to think of a third word. Okay, so <laughs> next week is our Gamera series finale blowout. Will it taste? Like sauerkraut, or will we enjoy the films together? <laughs> oh my gosh, Dude, Alex! I actually haven't. I haven't. I, I forgot to prepare one this week. To be honest, or will we you. agree on these movies like birds, like a feather? Of a feather. Oh, <laughs> just like we did with that compromise, Alex. <laughs> Cece's sitting right here, looking at me, shaking her head, like, "No, that makes no sense." This is, and, uh, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but Eric, I want to see what you come up with off the top uh, of your head because I've made, I've given you some time. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I know you've you've bought me some time. So I'll say this: I'll say when <laughs> we finally say goodbye, we'll to Gamera. <laughs> will be will we be left <laughs> as the bad guy, or will we hit the bullseye? I'm so glad, Eric, that you didn't prepare this week. That was pretty good for not preparing. Yeah, it was. But the, just think about all that time I bought you just then. You did buy me some time, just like I yeah. buy you time every single week, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> These are lies. These are uh, lies. Well, we're gonna some hash weeks it out. I go straight out of it. Let's, but let's yeah, hash it out and envy. It's gonna plus. be. It's gonna be sad <laughs> to say to see Gamera and say bye while he flies off into the sky. And I eat some pie. 
That okay. ain't no lie. As no always, lie. you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at MVM underscore pod. You can follow me on Letterboxd, not Alex, uh, Eric Neely. Uh, you can email us. <laughs> I'm MVM, at Al Cornette. At Al Cornette. <laughs> MVMpod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at MVMpod.com. Support us on Patreon, as we said, at patreon.com slash MVMpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so led, leave us a review, review on iTunes. Uh, we'll read your review on the show. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Michael Herndon and Faye Basir is our executive producers. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week, try, try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. Saddle them bird bats, wrangle those invaders, and lastly your terrapins, it's the Gamera Heisei Era. Ho down, y'all.